you may take your Bibles and turn to the 98th Psalm today, Psalm 98. The 98th Psalm, we've been preaching through the Psalms for some time on Sunday mornings and um, several months now, and just looking at various Psalms, trying to get the story behind the Psalm, and then also a little bit of uh, how we can make some applications in our lives Through the month of December, we've taken that same thought of going through the Psalms, but we've been looking at Christ in the Psalms, Uh, different Psalms where Christ is highlighted, Um, not all in his birth, uh, but like we pointed out, many of our Christmas carols and hymns, uh, they don't just talk about the birth of Jesus, but they talk about his, uh, his kingship and his rule and the various aspects of his life. And so we're looking at various psalms that where Christ is highlighted either in his birth or in some aspect of his life. And uh, here in the 98th psalm we see Christ again. And I believe it to be a very much a millennial psalm looking forward to a future kingdom uh, that will take place here on this earth one day. But this psalm also is interesting because... um, the song that we started our service off with today, Joy to the World, and I believe, I asked Brother Hodges, I believe it's going to be our invitation closing hymn today, Joy to the World. Uh, it is, was written by Isaac Watts, and it was inspired from the 98th Psalm. And so as we read that Psalm today, these nine verses, uh, think about Joy to the World and how The Lord used this psalm to inspire this man to write uh, the song, Joy to the World. Starting in verse number one. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. The Lord hath made known his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Sing unto the Lord with a harp, with the harp and with the voice of the psalm, with trumpets and sound of a cornet. Make a joyful noise before the Lord the King. Let the sea roar in the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Let the floods clap their hands, let the hills be joyful together before the Lord, for he, hath, for he cometh to judge the earth with righteousness, he shall judge the world and the people with equity. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for these few moments we'll spend in your word now. We ask you, God, that you would work in our hearts, help us to have clear understanding of these verses, and uh, Father, that again, You would work in our hearts and make the application that we need for each of us here today. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You're only going to spend just a few moments today. We won't spend a a, a typical 30 or 40 minute message this morning, but maybe just maybe 15 minutes or so together this morning out of this psalm. And again, we're looking at Christ in the psalm, but you can tell by the beginning that something is going on in this psalm, and we're not certain who wrote this psalm, the human author, uh, so we don't know what was going on in the author's life, but there's some type of deliverance 
uh, some type of salvation that he is speaking of here. Uh, many believe that it was probably written when the nation of Israel or Judah was delivered from their Babylonian captivity. They had been taken captive and were in captivity for about 70 years and eventually delivered and were allowed to go back to their homeland and, and tried to establish their nation there once again in their way of life. And, and many believe that this psalm might be re- referring to that, their deliverance or their time back home. An author that I read named Graham Scroggy, he outlined this chapter in this fashion. He said in the first three verses we see the ground of praise or the grounds of praise. And again, it's probably this deliverance, this salvation that he's speaking of. It was the reason or the purpose of this psalm. And then he goes on in verses 4 to 6 and we see the method of praise. Now, for those that sing as I do, these verses give us hope, all right? Uh, It uses words like loud, all right? Uh, I cannot often sing on tune, but I can often sing loud, all right? Uh, He uses words like joyful. Uh, I can be joyful when I sing. He uses words like praise and rejoice. In fact, that word... Uh, see where which one is uh, the word loud it means to be spontaneous and to when the moment you feel the Lord working in your heart that you are uh, you're coming forth with loud praise and joyful uh, bringing your joy rejoicing before the Lord and so there's the grounds of praise there's the method of praise And then there's the scope of praise in verses 7 through 9. You'll notice that he uses various aspects of nature. He says, let the sea roar in the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. The floods clap their hands. Let the hills be joyful together. Using various aspects of nature to picture this praise, the scope of praise. And I I love to look out at nature and to experience nature and to think of God's handiwork in all of it. Several years ago, back when I was pastoring in a little church in Pennsylvania, we lived out in the country, and and it was a Sunday morning, and it was in the spring, and we were starting to leave the windows open at night to get that nice fresh air blowing through the house, and and so it's an early Sunday morning, and I don't know, maybe 4.30 or 5, the birds woke up before I woke up. And they started whistling and singing their morning songs. And I can remember laying there thinking as that woke me up that morning, thinking about, oh, the birds are up already praising the Lord. And they were already worshiping God that morning. And I was just sitting there or laying there with my eyes closed, enjoying these beautiful songs, thinking of this picture of God's nature worshiping him. And about that time of just really getting involved and, and, and embracing that thought of these beautiful songbirds, I heard this, Caw! And I heard the crows start going. I thought, oh, it's awful. It's it's terrible. And that's when the Lord smote my heart. That's what you sound like. (laughs) And those crows were doing their very best to praise the Lord as well. 
It wasn't as beautiful as whatever other those songbirds were, but they were still praising the Lord that morning. And so we see the ground of praise, some type of deliverance, the method of praise, loud, joyful, and the scope of praise, nature. Now this morning, if you know Christ as your Savior, there's much to praise God for today. And this is where it all began, Jesus Christ, his birth. Now Jesus came to this earth. He was brought into this world as a little innocent child. But it was never with the intent that that was the whole meaning of it all. Jesus Christ was born to die. He came to this earth to live a perfect and a sinless life and providing a means of salvation for sinners. People that could not pay the penalty for their sin. People that could not uh, uh, provide a way for salvation by themselves. They needed a Savior. And Jesus came. And there's much reason for us to have joy in our heart, joy to the world, speaking of these great things. And so salvation. I want to give you just three thoughts this morning, including our salvation. But I want us to think of just three quick thoughts this morning. I want you to, first of all, learn to praise the Lord today for your situation. Uh, Here recently, I've been able to speak to several uh, couples or individuals, families, and here's some of their stories, and here's how God's worked in their lives. There's there's an aspect of God that we don't often think of, and, and it's called the providence of God. God working in our lives and doing things in our lives, even when we did not realize he was doing something in our lives. Um, My wife and I, we got married in June of 1994. Uh, I had been in Bible college, and and that's when I met my wife. I was studying to be a, a, a preacher, to go into the ministry, and I was looking for a wife that also felt the Lord was leading her into the ministry, and and so God brought us together. I was convinced she was the one that God had for me, and, and we were married, And about a month later, my wife got her salvation settled. And um, uh, she she had struggled with it for many years, didn't ever really tell a lot of people about it, but in her heart she had struggled with that. And she said there were many times she'd lay in her bed late at night and say, Lord, if I'm not saved, save me. And then say those words over and over and over again. And and then just one night we were at a special preacher's meeting and uh, or a tent meeting and, and, and the Lord got a hold of her heart and she just completely surrendered everything. And that night she got complete victory and received Christ as her Savior. Well, that led to some conversations later on. You know, and it wasn't even in recent days, but later on, and my wife said, you know, Mark, you know, when you were praying that God would give you somebody that, that would be your, your, your wife and, and go into the ministry and serve God with you, she goes, she goes, God brought us together and I wasn't even saved yet. And she goes, do you ever think about that? And I said, yeah, I have thought about that. And I thought about how when we weren't even looking for God, God was working in our lives. And we see the providence of God, the hand of God working and, and knowing what was going to happen and still bringing us together. 
And I look out across this room and there are dozens and dozens of different situations. And I want you to know that God is interested in each and every one of our situations. God's working on your behalf in those situations. And it is an opportunity for us to just trust and believe God and have faith in God waiting for him and looking for him to work in your situation. Oftentimes we get ahead of God, don't we? We want to start moving the pieces in our lives. And I want to encourage you today to praise God for your situation, even if you're going through some difficult times at this moment, knowing that God is working things for his honor and for his glory. Would you praise the Lord this morning? Would you have a joy in your heart today for your situation? Would you have joy in your heart and praise the Lord this morning for your salvation? Your salvation. Uh, Again, just as an example, this is past Thursday evening, what a joy it was to share with my brother over here and, uh, and look in the scriptures and to see a, a, a young man call on the Lord to save him for, for, for his, uh, for, to Jesus Christ for his salvation. I trust today that each of you have a testimony of salvation. You can think back to a time and a place when you received Christ as your Lord. You called on the Lord to save you. Salvation is not based upon church attendance. It's not based upon uh, uh, church membership. It's not based upon good works or how much money you've given. Salvation is based upon a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Trusting in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I trust today that you can go back to a time and a place in your life when you receive Christ as your Savior. And you can praise the Lord. It's the greatest gift you could ever have received. It's the most wonderful gift you could have ever gotten. And I trust today that you have taken a moment to thank God for your salvation. Praise the Lord this morning for your situation, for your salvation. And then will you praise the Lord this morning with me for His steadfastness. Always faithful. Always faithful there always being able to be counted upon god is faithful he's never failed us in fact he cannot fail us he's always been there he cannot leave you he will not leave you he will not forsake you he's been faithful even in those times of life when you've not recognized what's going on god has been there and he's never left you I've used the illustration many times of a, of a young child sitting at the foot, foot of his mother one night as she was doing a cross stitch and she was making the different uh, pictures there with the needle and thread of, of this. But as he looked up at it, it was full of knots and, and, and strings going every different direction and he could not see what she was working on. And this little child looked up at his mother and looked at this, this tapestry and, and said, Mom, what are you doing? She goes, he goes, it doesn't look good. It looks ugly. And he says, oh, she said, no, look, come up here and look at it from my perspective. And came down and looked from above and saw the beautiful picture that she was making. And oftentimes we look up at God and say, God, what are you doing? And I can tell you to this today, he's being faithful to you. And you can count on him. And you can praise him for his steadfastness.
and praise him for his faithfulness. So this morning, there is much for us to be praising the Lord for. There's our situation where we can trust him, our salvation and his steadfastness. And so I trust this Christmas morning we will put our lives to a life of praise. We can truly sing in our hearts, as the psalmist says here, make a joyful noise unto the Lord all the earth. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes this morning? Brother Hodges is going to come and play a verse of invitation. This will be an opportunity for you today, there at your pew or here at the altar this morning, to just praise the Lord. Thank God for his gift of salvation. And let's be obedient to the Lord this morning. Father, I pray that you take these few moments of an invitation. Lord, help us to truly have a life and a heart of praise to you today. I pray, God, that if there's someone here today that's never received Christ as their Savior, Lord, that you would convict their hearts right now, and Lord, they'd be willing to step out this morning and get that taken care of once and for all. And so, Lord, I again ask you to use this invitation for your honor and glory in Jesus' name. As our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, would you stand this morning? As the piano plays today, if the Lord's spoken to your heart, would you respond? either there at your pew or here at the altar.